This is the Tribe of Millionaires podcast from GoBundance. The tribe of healthy, wealthy, generous people who choose to live epic lives. Listen Tuesdays for featured guests and Fridays for GoBundance member spotlights. But listen always to hear how our guests have grabbed life big. Now, here's your host, Jamie Gruber. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Tribe of Millionaires podcast from GoBundance. I'm your host, Jamie Gruber. And today we welcome in GoBundance brother, high school business teacher, author. We're going to talk about this book. Very, very interesting. Personal finance advocate, real estate investor, Dan Sheeks. Good to see you, Dan. Uh, good to see you, Jamie. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here and, and uh, talk about all kinds of stuff. Absolutely. So you've got a unique role. Like most most guys in GoBundance aren't uh, aren't teachers. So you are, are one of the few, maybe the only one I know of that is a teacher. Yeah. So talk to me about that. Like you you know, how'd you come to to that profession, and then what made you sort of pivot into the personal finance realm? Give me a little bit of your background. Yeah, I've been I've been a high school business teacher for about twenty years. Um, love my job, and it's super you know rewarding and fulfilling. I, I know I'm making a difference every day I go to work. So, uh, I'm one of the lucky ones. I happen to love my W2 job. Um, but being a teacher doesn't generally <clears throat> create enough, you know, income to, uh, to build a, a massive net worth. Um, so, uh, the, the reason I'm a GoBro or what's enabled me to do that, my wife and I also invest in real estate, which we started focusing on six or seven years ago. Um, before that, my wife, my wife was also a full-time public school teacher, elementary. Uh, she retired a couple of years ago um, based on the fact that we didn't need her income because of our real estate investing. Um, she still does quite a bit of stuff, but it's on her terms. Uh, and she was kind of done with the teaching. I still love my job. I still enjoy getting up every day, going to work and um, being in the classroom with my kids. So uh, the real estate investing is what has brought me to GoBundance or what enabled me to be part of GoBundance. Um, I love the group uh, and um, everything that it stands for and all the connections I've made. But I also happen to love my teaching job. And so for now, that's what I do. Love it. Your backstory. So you are, I believe, a Colorado native. Is that correct? Actually, no. I was uh, born in Michigan, uh, raised in Iowa. That's right. And- I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah. Continue. And uh, raised in Iowa, so I went to college in Iowa, and then um, I've been in Colorado for about 22 or three years. There, yeah, you and I chatted when you joined, and I, I remember the story I'm in Michigan. I remember the uh, that, that connection point that we had talked about. So, yep, yep. so what uh, what what brought you to like? What, when did you know you were going to be a teacher? What was that path like? Are your parents teachers? Is that kind of the lineage, or was it just mm-hmm. something that you had a passion for at some point? It's not a typical story. I, I didn't want to be a teacher. I, I, when I was in college, I, my major was business marketing for my undergrad. And I actually made fun of my friends that wanted to be teachers that were studying education to become teachers. I, I, why would you want to do that? Why do you want to wait, make no money, spend all day with kids? That sounds annoying. And it just was not on my radar at all. But then when I graduated from college, I just started traveling. I wasn't ready to get a real world job, like a corporate kind of thing, um, even though I had my degree. So I traveled for a few years, honestly, just kind of seasonal work here and there. And in the process, I think grew up a little bit and started to become more aware of 
making a ton of money isn't, isn't the most important thing in the world. There are other things that make life enjoyable. Uh, and I, so I had friends that were teachers and they just seemed to really love their jobs. And so I found out that I could teach marketing, which was my main focus in undergrad. I could teach marketing in high school, which I didn't know that was a thing. And once I found that out, I said, well, maybe I should try this teaching thing. So I went back to school around age 26, 27 to get my teaching license. Wow. Wow. So you, did you start by teaching marketing or have you been a business teacher for the last 20 years? Like how does, how does that, how does that work? So like you said, I didn't know marketing was a, a, an area in high school. Maybe it's, maybe it's, you know, newer age than, than my old, uh, my old ass, yeah. but what, what is, uh, what, did you start with marketing or did you go right into business? Kind of, how did that happen? Um, so in, in public schools, marketing is, it's kind of under the umbrella of business. Um, and so I've been teaching marketing entrepreneurship, personal finance, and those types of classes for my whole career. Interesting. Let's talk about that for a second, because there's a lot of guys, like you talk about GoBundance, right? A lot of guys in GoBundance who talk about alternative education, uh, micro schools or whatever. My, my son goes to an Acton Academy. Uh, a lot of people have have uh, expressed you know, concern in some ways over public education or, or the standard education pl- uh, platform. But you're teaching entrepreneurship. You're teaching some of these things that I think are most valuable to many of the people in both GoBundance and GoBundance women's groups and their kids. How, you know, talk to me about that. What does that look like? Teaching entrepreneurship, teaching uh, marketing, maybe specifically entrepreneurship for a moment. What, do, what does that look like? What's the curriculum look like? Can you just dive into that a little bit? I'm very curious about that. Um, yeah, I'll be happy to. But going back to what you said, the the other GoBros that you that you mentioned that have some hesitation or doubt around how well public schools are teaching these things is justified. Uh, personal finance, I think, is the most important class of all that we've mentioned so far. I, I think it, I advocate all the time that it should be absolutely a high school graduation requirement, but very few states and um, very few districts. Have, have that in place. Um, my state and my district do not. So it's an, it's an elective course, the, the personal finance course. And so same with all the other business classes. So some kids take them, but not many, which is unfortunate. Um, so there is cause for concern. And there has been for decades about the fact that most of our nation's young people enter the real world or the workforce after high school, and they know zero personal finance. Um, or, or no entrepreneurship skills. So that is a valid concern that a lot of people have, including myself. Um, so as far as the entrepreneurship class, um, y- you know, it's, it's, it's high school, so it's kind of basic. Uh, we talk about generating ideas, supply and demand, solving problems to try and come up with a, a viable business idea. Um, and then they work in groups, small groups, <clears throat> and then they try to actually for- formulate a business and, and put into operation a business that's going to make some revenue. Um, it's debatable about how profitable they are because they're only doing it over a course of a semester. Sure. But, you know, they might sell some things around the school. They might sell some services around their neighborhood. But it's, cool. it, it's effective in getting them to think like an entrepreneur and solving problems. So that's amazing. And I think that's a, a great curriculum. Again, that wasn't available when I was in school. So I think that's that's an amazing advancement. On the personal finance piece, like you said, it's elective, not required. You said most states, most districts don't require it. Do you know why? I mean, is there a reason that's given or or do you have maybe an assumption or why you think it might not be? I'm kind of curious about that. Um, I know. I, I, and there's, there's more than one reason because I've, I've dug into this 
on many different levels for, for many, many years. Um, the, the main reasons why personal finance is not a requirement in our country, and it's sad, but it's money and politics. Um, it does cost money. And anytime you're adding a requirement to something like high school graduation, it's, it requires more teachers, more classes, and that's more money. And as we all know, our public education system is severely underfunded. So anything that's going to cost more money is, is a tough road to hoe just, just because of that fact alone. But the politics come into play. High schools are judged on data for better or worse. That's, that's and, and graduation um, rates, but, but data and the data that is used is standardized testing data. And that those tests measure English, you know, reading, writing, science, math, and some social studies. Mm-hmm. Personal finance doesn't fit anywhere into those categories. Personal finance is not something that's standardized that's included in standardized tests in our country. So principals, school board members, superintendents, legislators, they all want to look good and they want to get reelected and they want to keep their job. So for them, it's about focusing on the things that are tested. So that data looks good and personal finance doesn't, doesn't fit into the equation, which is unfortunate. Are there anything, is there anything that's required right now that you've made? Is, I, I don't even know what that, what it is, but uh, that, that, seems like it would be an easy replacement for like personal finance would be an easy replacement for. Does that make any sense? Like, are there some required courses or required uh, uh, curriculum that seem like, man, I, we require this, but we don't require personal. Oh, yeah. I feel like there'd be a list. What are some of those things? Oh, I mean, it, so in my personal opinion, yeah, yeah, and, of course. and there are others that share this, but it, it would, this idea would just rock the entire education system, including um, college level. So I don't think that high school kids should be forced to take as much math and science as they do. Um, because the fact is that most of them are not going to go into a career where they need physics or chemistry or advanced algebra or trigonometry. Um, but they all need personal finance. Every single one of them will make financial decisions every day of their life. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I, I think reducing the requirements for some of those classes makes a lot of sense. If a kid wants to become an engineer, then load up on the math classes. If a kid wants to become a doctor, then load up on the science classes. But if they already know that that's something that they have no interest in, then why are we forcing them to take those? And the people who, who would debate me on that would say, well, they're learning critical thinking skills. They're learning problem solving skills in these math and science classes. And they are, but they would le- learn those same skills in a personal finance class or a business calculations class. Um, and so why not have them take a class where they learn the critical thinking, the problem solving, along with content that they actually are going to put into use every single day of their life, rather than put it into a class that they, they will. And they know that students are not stupid. They know when they take trigonometry and physics, that unless they're going into a specific profession, they will never use that stuff. Right. So they, they know it, they take the test, and then it's forgotten forever. So um, that's that's interesting to your point. If the if the uh, case for a trigonometry is critical skills and complex problem solving, I mean that's sort of the case for any curriculum, right? For any class. So now it's just a matter of okay, if, uh, great, yeah, we agree that that absolutely should be part and parcel of an education. But the content that you lay over the top of that, to me, yeah, you, I completely yeah. get it. That's 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 got to be frustrating as an educator. I can't. I can only imagine. It is. I mean, another reason that personal finance 
isn't required is because the people that make decisions, your, your principal, your superintendent, your school board members and legislators, they are all doing well. They're all well-educated and they're making good incomes and they didn't have personal finance in high school. So right. they sit there and think, well, if I'm doing okay and I didn't have this class, then it really isn't that necessary. Um, but the fact is that there are, for every one of you, there's, there's 50 to 100 other people who are struggling financially because they didn't get that class and they really needed it. Um, so that's another reason why. Yeah. Yeah. So you, I mean, you've sort of broke with tradition a little bit in this. I mean, you, we, we mentioned in your, in your initial bio, your personal finance advocate, Wh- when did that come to be? I'm, I mean, so what I'm hearing of your history is like, yeah, Hey, kind of uh, uh, nomadic for a little while, checking things out, living life. And then at some point you decide, Oh wait, I can use my skills and teach. And these people seem to like teaching and you found a passion for that. You enjoy it. You love your job. Uh, but if that frustration is there obviously around, you know, some of the politics and what is, what is in standard curriculum. And I agree with you. Personal finance seems like an easy, you know, checkbox for, for what should be standard. Um, but how did you, how did you kind of, what was the point at which was there an epiphany moment? Was it over time? Like, why did you get down the rabbit hole on personal finance and sort of breaking from maybe what's traditional in education? Yeah, I think the tipping point was when I found the FIRE movement, the financial independence, retire early movement. My wife and I found that six, seven years ago, about the same time we met, actually. Um, and, and same time we found bigger pockets and we started really focusing on our real estate investing portfolio. And so when I started learning that, um, and for me, I, you know, I was you know, well into my life as an adult, when I started learning that I, the typical American dream pathway of working until you're 65 isn't the only option and that if you do things a little differently, you can um, reach financial independence and quote unquote retire. I don't really like that word perfectly, but uh, you know you can do that in your 30s, 40s, or 50s. Sometimes even in your 20s, and that really was the the spark that I said, you know, I, I need to teach high school kids need to know this. They need to know there's another option besides the typical nine to five until you're 65 grind. That is an option. It's a good one. It works. Tried and true. Nothing wrong with that option. But young kids need to know, everybody, honestly, but my niche, my passion is working with young people. Young people need to know that there, is, there are other options. You can, re, you can, quote unquote, retire again, financial independence, 20s or 30s. That, that is an option. Many people have done it. People continue to do it. You just have to think differently about money and do things differently than the average person who's working until they're 65. Or anywhere in between there, you know, if you retire at 30 or 65, there's a lot of time in there where you can, you can choose your own pathway, but until they know that's an option, there is no other pathway. And so, yeah, the, the fire movement and all of the strategies that kind of go with that, I said, you know, I need to be teaching this to young people. Okay. Well, take me from there. So you, you have a book coming out. We'll, we'll talk about this book here in a moment, or you can, you can uh, start talking about it right now, because I think it's part and parcel to what, what all of that buildup, you said six, seven years ago, fire movement and getting passionate around this. It's culminated with you, with you writing a book that's by the way, going to be published with bigger pockets, correct? Yep. yep. Kind of fun, right? You, you're listening to them seven years ago and here you are publishing yeah. with them. It's, that's a, it's a really cool story. Um, but talk to me a little bit about that. So in your book, uh, well, actually I'll pull it up here. So it is the teenager's uh, guide to achieving financial early financial independence first to a million. And what you're what you're specific about in here, I read uh, and 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 noticed was 
a million might be dollars, but a million could be a lot of different things. Kind of give me the idea behind the book. What are you, what, what are you trying to kind of get out there uh, with the book at this point? The, the mission of the book is to help young people live their best life. And to do that, they need to have options. So it goes back to what I was saying before. Teaching them that you don't have to work till you're 65, that there are other options. That's the, that's the entire um, reason I wrote the book is to show them there are other options and give them all these strategies, concepts, and techniques. And you're talking about like entrepreneurship and frugality and passive income and side hustles uh, and mindsets and, and just looking at happiness. There's a chapter just about happiness and how does that play into your financial journey and your financial goals. Um, and so giving them all this information, but then the book and, and same with me, whenever I talk to young people, I don't ever tell them what to do. I say, here's some more information that most people don't have. Now that you have it, now that you understand that there are other options, only you get to decide how do you want to live your life? What do you want to do as far as money goes in your financial future? If you want to go this way, great. If you want to go this way, great. But at least now you have, you're making an informed decision. You have all the information and you can decide what is best for you. Talk about that for a second. You, you, you triggered something with happiness. So you're talking about financial independence, but this happiness thing along the way. So it's not just about grinding it out in a certain way and taking this money and putting it there. What, what is that? Talk about that. How, how is happiness part and parcel to all of this? Or what, what's the component in there? Like, how do you guide people around happiness when it comes to financial independence? Yeah, I think it's kind of what it's all about, right? I mean, we just want to be happy. If you ask any parent, what do you wish most for your child? I think most parents, just, I just want them to be happy. And safe, you know, of course that comes in too, but I just want them to be happy and enjoy their life. Um, and so, you know, I think the early financial independence movement is about freeing up your time to spend it, your, that limited resource of time on the things that make you more happy. Um, and, and those things usually aren't too complicated or expensive, spending time with family and friends, maybe traveling, uh, hobbies, giving back, volunteering, helping others. These things bring a lot of joy to most people's lives, but we're so trapped in that nine to five grind that we have to make a lot of sacrifice in how we spend our time. And our happiness sometimes suffers. You know, I'm not going to say all the time, but if you, you know, if you could snap your fingers and, and tell someone who has to work 40 hours a week that you no longer have to work 40 hours a week, you can spend those 40 hours a week doing the things that make you happy. I think they're going to be happier. And so, yeah, in the book, that chapter tells the reader, you need to get a piece of paper and a pen out and write out the things, the 10 things in no particular order that, mm. that when you're doing them, you are the most happy. Yeah. And, and my guess would be that most of them sat spending time with my friends or reading a book or going for a run in the park or taking my dog for a walk or going on a bike ride or going to my favorite um, restaurant or seeing a movie. These are the things that generally people like to do, hobbies. They don't take a lot of money. Um, it doesn't, you don't have to be a multimillionaire to go to the movies or spend time with your friends. And so the idea of happiness is kind of the foundation of if our goal is to be happy and we can identify what makes us, what, what brings more happiness into our life, then how do we get to a point where we can spend more time doing that? And the answer is early financial independence. The answer is not massive amount of net worth, although that can play a role. The, the real value, the real resource we need more of is, is time. 
What's going on, everybody? It's Jamie. I'm jumping in real quick here because some people are listening to this podcast thinking, man, I hear this guest. I hear what they're talking about. This whole GoBundance thing sounds pretty cool. I'd love to be a part of that. And I would say to you, if you are qualified to be part of GoBundance, you're a millionaire or accredited at the very least, jump on to GoBundance.com and just put your application in. You'll get on a call. It might even be with me where we can talk about what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish, and what it is to be part of this community in depth. Would love to have a conversation with you about that. It's been just so life-changing for me. And for those of you out there that are saying, yeah, sounds great. I would if I were a millionaire or if I were accredited, but I'm not there yet. We've got that now. We've built a program and I run it. I love, love being a part of it. I left my job for it called Emerge and Ascend. Emerge is where you got to start. It's a 12-week intensive sprint goal-setting course. You're going to get curriculum every week. You're going to get live intervention every week. You're going to get connection with GoBundance members every week. You're going to get accountability from like-minded people every week. Jump into that, kill it, and we invite you to Ascend, which is essentially the GoBundance Mastermind without the million-dollar requirement. And we actually even add in coaching to help folks find their purpose, their mission, their values. It's intense. It's, it's everything all wrapped in one. So again, if you're a millionaire or you're at least accredited and you're wondering about this GoBundance thing and that should I, shouldn't I, just apply. Throw your name in. You lose nothing. All you do is put your name into an application form. You get on a phone call and then you decide. If you're not yet at that million dollar mark, look at Emerge. GoBundance.com slash Emerge. And what you can do as well is drop my name in there, Jamie, J-A-M-I-E, and we'll knock 200 bucks off the tuition for Emerge. Jump in there and we'll get you started on your journey toward being a whole life millionaire, toward getting to GoBundance, whatever you want. People in Emerge, people in Ascend, people in GoBundance all report back often the changes it's made in their lives financially, relationally, and everywhere else. So, Go to GoBundance.com, check all of that out, see wherever you are, dive into that particular area of GoBundance, and we'd love to see you inside of the tribe. Now, back to our show. What do you, what you've seen with students, like what causes them or what do you see as the root of trading off some of that? Because I, I see that, I think probably I've done that in my life. I know I've done that in my life, traded off kind of happiness and joy and all of that stuff um, for, you know, this drive toward a job or a certain career path? Like, is that conditioning? Is it parental pressure? Is it peer? Pr like, what do you see as, as sort of like maybe core to that in the, in the students that you've, you've watched, coached, talked to, learned from all of that? What do you, what do you see? Uh, I think I understand your question. And my answer would be is that all of us really our, our entire society is built around the idea of this one typical American dream pathway where you're supposed to go to high school, get good grades, get into a good college, go to college, get good grades, get a good job, um, get married in your 20s, have 2.3 kids and a dog and a white picket fence and have, you know, work until you're 65 and then enjoy the good life. Um, and so we, that's kind of what's been trained or modeled or emphasized, whatever the right word is in our society. That's the, that's how you live that's, that's the path you should be on. And to suggest that there's another option is not only radical, um, and, and it generates a lot of criticism because it's so different, uh, but it's, it's something that is proven to work. You know, many people have, have gone down this path of early financial independence. Um, and so just trying to make young people aware that this, this can work too, if it's something you're interested in, you know, learn, let's learn more about it. 
who needs to find this 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 book this message is it the kid is it the young the young you know young adult the person that's kind of coming up in the world or is it their parent like who do you, like, who do you who do you feel like you need to convince or talk to in order for this to kind of become a little bit more mainstream yeah that's a good question i think the answer is either uh you know parents who are in GoBundance or parents who are into passive income and real estate, parents who are um, interested in early financial independence, I think they are going to naturally kind of pass along some of that wisdom to their, their children yeah. and let them know that you don't have to work till you're 65. There are other things in passive income, how important that is. And so I think a parent who has kind of laid that foundation gives the book to their kid. The kid's probably likely to read it hopefully. Um, but then there's a lot of young people that I, I work with in my community and at school and just phone calls and, and Zoom meetings that are self-motivated to learn about this stuff. Um, and because of YouTube and TikTok and, and social media and, and the internet and all this free information, young people ha- are starting to learn about things like passive income and real estate investing um, in early financial independence on their own without their parents, you know, they may, they, they probably know more about it than their parents do. And so those young people will come to the book and, and they'll probably read it without question because they're, they're interested in exactly what the book is talking about. Um, the, the one piece that doesn't work is when the book is given to a young person and they don't have an interest in their financial future. Um, they're probably never going to open the cover and, and you know, it's that whole, you can lead a horse to water thing, but that's, that's where it stops. So people ask me all the time, how do I make my teenager or how do I make a young person or even anyone for that matter? How do I make them want to learn about their financial future or invest time in learning about? And I say, you can't, you can't make someone do this. Um, you can't make a teenager want to clean their room. Sorry, can't. And the same thing is true about financial education. Uh, they have to be self-motivated. Now we can do things to help increase the likelihood that they are self-motivated to learn. But at the end of the day, it's up to each young person or even adult to, to spend time researching and learning and then implementing all these different money tactics. Makes sense. Are you challenged by anybody? Have you, have you been directly challenged by a parent or a student I mean, your message is it breaks from tradition, right? In some ways, it breaks from what the, what the standard is like. Have you been, I don't know, trolled or challenged by, by parents or, or kids like, hey, what you're selling my kid here, I don't really appreciate? I thought I would. Um, I haven't. I have, I've, not, I've not had one. I've had the opposite. I've had parents come in to my school to say to me, I, I want to learn more about what you're teaching my kid. Yeah. Uh, I don't, you know, they're coming home and telling me all this stuff and I want to know more. Where can I go to learn more? Or maybe they just have some questions for me. Um, no, it's yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I, just to wrap that, up, I, I don't think it it's not going to happen. I, I probably will get some pushback or something at some point. I'm surprised I haven't yet. Um, but it's really easy to say, you know, this is proven. I, I can give you names of people, and I can show you books and podcasts and YouTube videos of people who have done this, and they're not scammers. They're not trying to make money off of any. I'm not trying to make money selling my book. You know, I don't really make any money off of that. It's, it's my way of giving back and sharing information with, with young people. Because again, that's who I like to focus on. Um, so it's, I, I think if I ever did, did get pushback, it would be pretty easy to debunk that by just saying, you know, I'm not making this stuff up. It's, it's proven to work. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm not surprised that you haven't, to be honest with you. And and if anything, maybe I could see you getting pushed back on a principle that you teach and somebody doesn't quite disagree with that specific principle, like, you know, around uh, a way of calculating or real estate investing as the best vehicle or whatever it might be, right? So I could see that, but I, I've seen this being somebody that's left a job, uh, you know, in his 40s. Uh, and left it behind, you know, my whole brand and the, and the, the incoming from it is like the, the, I've said this, our father's midlife crisis was to buy a Corvette. Our ages midlife crisis is to find fulfillment. And so I think, I think a lot of people in this, you know, the parents of kids that would be reading this book, right. I'm guessing, you know, this is 14 to 18. You know, I could skew higher and lower. Of course, in 2022 would absolutely get value at 40 would get value out of this book. In many cases, like yeah. you said, parents, yes. yeah. um, but, you know, like th their parents are our age. They're in their 40s, you know, late 30s, early 40s, maybe as much as 50. And I think uh, there's a lot of people in this day and age in that age bracket that are saying, man, I've I've sort of given my life away to a to like you said, to a, a system that I thought I was supposed to follow the American dream. Uh, and that was my my family conditioning, right? Like get a job, get the girl, buy the house, you know, have kids. And then from 25 on, ride it out. Like that was sort of the conditioning of my family and upbringing. So I'd be surprised if you get fully challenged on the idea of creating financial independence for, for teenagers. In fact, you might be unlocking something here, which is, uh, which is really, really cool. And you've got great distribution with a publisher like Bigger Pockets behind you. Tell me a little bit about that. How did, how did that come to be? Like yeah, Bigger Pockets is no joke, man. They, they published some amazing books. How did you, how'd you get in, man? How'd you do it? Uh, yeah. Um, fortunate for sure. And, and, and very grateful that bigger pockets is taking <clears throat> what I think is kind of a risk on this book. They've, they've never published a book specifically for young people before. Sure. Um, and they are with this one. So, um, geographically got a little lucky. I live in Denver, Colorado, bigger pockets is headquartered in Denver, Colorado. Um, I went to a meetup at bigger pockets five, six years ago, uh, met a couple of the guys that work there um, finagled them to come into my classroom to talk to my students about what they were doing. Uh, they were doing house hacking, frugality, um, real estate investing, early financial independence pursuit, pursuit. Uh, and those guys were Scott, Scott Trench and Craig Curlop. Oh, nice. um, yeah. Craig used to work for bigger pockets has since moved on, but they both written books themselves. Um, yeah. so forge those relationships. They still come into my class to this day uh, on a regular basis. So shout out to those guys. They're awesome for doing that. Um, but so being around them, I thought, you know, well, if they wrote a book, I can write, I can write a book. And this is exactly what I should write the book about is for young people about all these topics. So I, per, I, I submitted that idea to bigger pockets. They have an official form filled it out and they came back and they said, no, thanks, <laughs> which is exactly what they should have said. Cause I had no, re I had no, I had no proof that the book would work, that, that anyone would want to buy it. So they gave me some feedback to build a community, build a following, start a, you know, so I started a, the website, Sheik's Freaks, which was originally just a blog site. It's grown. I started a couple of social media channels. Those have grown. Um, went back to Bigger Pockets a month later. It resubmitted the book idea, said, okay, now I have some followers. There's, here's some proof that there's a need for this book. And, and they said, okay, let's do it. Game on. 30 days. 30 you built, days. You built enough of a following in 30 days. Like that's how quickly you No, you moved. no, no. It was it was several months. Oh, okay. I I, yeah. I missed that. When you said, Yeah, I did this stuff and 30 days later I went back. I was like, man, no, no, no. you did all that in 30 days. 
No, it was it was a few months. Yeah. Gotcha. My misunderstanding. But still, even even still, like you built a community and a following enough to go from a no to a yes within months. That's pretty impressive. So this obviously is a passion. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely a passion. So talk to me a little bit more. You said Sheik's Freaks. That's a website, a blog. How how else do people you know kind of get involved with uh, with uh, with the book and with the with what it's teaching? Yeah. So the Sheik's Freaks community is. Uh, it's for young people. I, I like to say kind of 15 to 25 is the range that I specialize in. So the website has blog articles specifically for them, um, has resources specific to them. Uh, and, and of course, everything is, is this early financial independence umbrella and all those topics that fall underneath that. That's, there's some basic personal finance stuff in there for sure. But that's important. You got to have that too. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, the website is, is doing well. Then there's a branch of that, uh, an online community, <clears throat> a private community in Sheik's Freaks that is for members. Um, and so you have to become a member to, to get into the online community, um, which if you go to the main website, there's a link there, join the community and, and you can get in. In that community is where the real magic happens. These are young people who are super motivated, all these topics, highly, uh, you know, I call them hustlers and grinders. They're just, they're all in on their financial future and, and they are different, right? That's where the word freak comes from. Young people who think about their financial future, these are not your typical young people. They are exceptional. They are different. They are freakish in a good way. So that's where Sheik's Freaks comes from. And you know, I would say, honestly, that's like maybe 10% or 15% of teenagers out there or young people would, would be in that category of willing to spend their own time learning about money and how it works and how they can improve their financial future. It's a very small portion in, of young people out there. So in the community, we have weekly Zoom meetings. We have different topics they can get into. If they want to learn more about house hacking, there's a it's a group, they call it. So you can go into that and, and connect with other members. And we have like 40 or 50 different groups or topics. Um, they share resources. They share their wins and losses. There's a forum. There's several forums where they're sharing their different ideas, links. They support each other um, in many different ways, hold each other accountable. Um, they engage in each other's social media to help them build their own followings. Uh, and they are doing amazing, amazing things. These, the, the community has been up for about a year and a half, close to two years now, and we're switching platforms. There's going to be an app. Actually, by the time this launches, there's going to be a Sheik's Freaks app for the private community. They can register, get in there. There's a free version and a paid version, whatever, whatever. I mean, the free version has plenty of value. The paid version has a little more. Mm -hmm. um, and so these young people that I've been working with in this community for almost two years are are crushing it, crushing it in so many different ways, so many different ways. Um, I could give you plenty of examples. I don't know if we have time to do it, do that, but uh, yeah, give, let's, let's hear one. I, I was actually going to ask you, give me a success story, or I was going to ask you, what does a success story look like in the future that you wish for if you don't have one? But it sounds like you've got a, a couple you could share. Yeah. Let me hear. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's three guys that partner together. They have their own blog site. That's specifically for young people, kind of similar to Sheik's Freaks, but a little bit more niche. Um, one guy has grown his TikTok following from, I think it was 700 to over a million. And he's focusing on mindset kind of stuff. Um, one guy just closed on his second property. He bought a property to house hack at 19. He bought his second property, which is strictly a short-term rental investment property. 
At 20, he partnered with one of the other members in, in the Sheik's Freaks community to do so. Um, one guy has, has a really successful podcast. He's in high school and he has a successful podcast, uh, Chase. So it's everywhere. They're, they're, they're crushing it. And it's what happens when you surround yourself with like-minded people, right? That's the whole idea of GoBundance. Yeah. We want to be around people that challenge us, that level us up. And that's what Sheik's Freaks is doing for specifically young people who have any interest in these topics, mindset, entrepreneurship, financial independence, side hustles. Um, once they're around other people like them, because they don't necessarily have that in their friend group, in their, in their home community, and, and they're connecting with them on a daily basis through the app, then it's just like watching them. It's like pouring gasoline on the fire, man. They just blow up and, and crush it. Interesting. How do I ask this question? Your energy level goes up heavily when you're talking about this, this community you form, this movement, I guess, that, you're, that you've created. Uh, is your impact better as far as time spent with this versus teaching high school business? Uh, I'm starting to wonder. I'm starting to, to really think about <laughs> That's that. putting you on the spot a little bit, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it had to be asked. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's come. To, you know, I, I'm aware that in my classroom I can reach 30 kids at a time. Right. If I have an hour in the classroom, it's 30 kids. <clears throat> Online in the community, it's it's infinite, right? Yeah. Um, and so, who knows what the future holds there? I, I yeah. Don't. No, that's fair. And what what uh, what's your vision for it? Like, is it a certain size you want to get to? Do you do you see this being an option for schools to buy into for some of their students? I'm kind of curious what your vision is for the future of Sheik's Freaks and the book. Yeah, the, the, the school book. connection is not part of the vision. Um, the vision for the community, the website, the social media accounts that we have is to just spread the word. I mean, spread the word to young people that there are other options and, and mostly about the early financial independence option the stuff that goes with that. Uh, yeah. Just reach as many people as I can. There's no, I don't have any specific set of, you know, like I want to have 5,000 members or I want to help a million young people retire early. I don't have numbers like that or goals like that. It's just reach as many as I can with, with the time that I have. Right. So I, I need to keep my life in balance as well. I have a full-time job. I have a, a wife and a kid. I have my own hobbies and I, I want to be happy. And, and I feel like I am. But the Sheik's Freaks thing is kind of a side hustle. And that's not the best term because I, I don't really, I don't make money off of Sheik's Freaks. Um, there's the paid membership level, but it's, it's only a hundred bucks a year. It's really just to make it self-sustaining because there's a lot of costs involved with, with running it. Um, but it is, it's just, it's my way of giving back. That's kind of what it is. How long is, how long is Sheik's for two years? Um, yeah, about two years. I'll be really curious to see in another two years. There's a lot of parallels for me. Like before I left my job, you know, multifamily was was uh, sort of something I got passionate about and built this multifamily and more networking community on the side. And you know, we built it up to 21 chapters and 12,000 members, and you know, all of that stuff. But never, to your point, never a profit center. It was never about making money. It was more about networking, connecting, making a difference, creating content. And honestly, to your point, side hustle. It was. It served me. I really enjoyed creating content, putting meetups together all of that. But as time has gone on and I've grown and learned and everything else like that, the the business model for that is starting to pivot 
to where, man, there's value in, in uh, building something that is a paid subscription model or even paid events uh, where there is profit, where there is, you know, uh, different structures for, for capital. Um, and it's not because of being greedy, but it's more like as it grows and scales and gets to a certain size and we'll see what happens with Sheik's Freaks. I have a feeling this is going to get a lot of fire, especially after the book uh, uh, has been released or releases. Um, you know, I'm curious to see what it becomes because man, there's so much value in what you're preaching and it's such a need right now, especially in that, that 14 to 18, that teenage uh, bracket, 2022, that, you know, like that age bracket is such a need for this. I, I, I really wonder uh, you know, what this becomes. I'm very curious to watch the progression of it. So anyway, I just think it's exciting uh, to see what you're doing and and uh, to do this on the side, build a community. You're real estate investing too, by the way. So not only are you teaching school, you have a wife, you have a kid, you're investing in real estate, but you're also uh, building a community and you got a book published. It's insane what you're doing. And I'm really curious to see what the next level of it is. So good for you. Thanks. Yeah, I'm curious too. I, I, I wish I could fast forward a year and see you know, how well, how well is the book going to do? How well is the workbook going to do? Enjoy the ride, how, man. how many right. are going to come into the Sheik's yeah. Freeze community? Um, it's going to be a fun year to watch and see what happens. 100%. Enjoy every bit of the ride. Uh, tell me when the book drops or dropped and, uh, and what else, what else comes with it? Is it just the book or you have a workbook, I believe that also is available. Can I give me a little bit more about that, please? Yeah. So December 6th is the day, which I think is right about when this episode will air. So yep. depending on when someone's listening to this, it's probably available right now, the book and the workbook. The book is called First to a Million. The workbook is the First to a Million workbook, uh, both available at biggerpockets.com slash teen, or just go to the bookstore and you'll find it. Uh, if they buy both from Bigger Pockets, you get a discount on both. If they just buy the book, you get um, there's an option to get some bonus content, um, which is pretty valuable stuff, honestly. Um, but you can find the books elsewhere too. Uh, yeah. So they should be able to go buy it right now. I love it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I'm, I'm privileged <laughs> to have an advanced copy of it at this point. And, uh, you know, thank you for sending this to me. It's, I've started to read through it a little bit and actually I think I have it signed here. I do Yeah, signed copy from, from Mr. Dan Sheik. So I, I feel special. I appreciate it. It's a it. great, uh, a great stocking stuffer, Christmas gift, holiday yeah. gift. So hundred percent real quick on that. So how old is your, is your child boy, girl? My son is about uh, seven months old. Seven months old. Okay. All right. Yeah. This is coming He's back new. to me as well. Yeah. How excited are you that you've got this sort of knowledge? I'm just, you know, like I, I think that with my kids, my kids are six and three and it's just so cool to be able to sort of, I feel like I've got like something I want to teach them, but I have to, you know, hold off. Mm -hmm. They're only six and three, but mm -hmm. how excited are you for, for when, when he gets to a certain age to be able to teach and download this stuff into yeah, him? Yeah. I mean, it, being a new father, it's, there's so many things I'm excited. I want to play catch with him. I want to teach him how to fish. I want to go hiking with him, mountain biking with him. But I also want to sit him down and say, here's what a rental property looks like. Here's, here's how we pay the bills in the household. And here's how you can grow your net worth. Here's what the compound effect does for you. Yeah. I mean, so much to look forward to with that. Stuff. Exciting. Exciting for sure. All right. Let's wrap this up with a question from the GoBundance card game. Uh, the seven of clubs says, what is the most useful thing that you learn from your mother or your father? Um, that's a deep question. It uh, is, it is. I grew up with my mother and not my father. My father, my, my parents were divorced at a young age. Um, I saw my father once a year, but he wasn't in the house. So I, I would defer to my mom. I think the most important thing she taught me, um, probably work ethic. 
I think is what it is. Just the mindset of do your job, do your job well, um, and get things done. We'll go with that. Absolutely. Uh, no, amazing um, example. I'm sure of a, of a woman that's, uh, that had to do, I mean, you said you saw your father once a year, so it's not even that he was splitting the week. It was only one time a year that you saw him. So your mother had a lot of responsibility. She was raising two kids by herself. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And working obviously. Yeah. Um, one more thing, Jamie. So, uh, the community, the Sheik Freaks community, um, yeah. anybody out there listening, whether you are a young person or, you know, a young person, um, I'm going to give a discount. So if, if that, if they go to sheiksfreaks.com, there's a button right there, join the community, go in there. If they choose to do the paid version, which again, don't have to, cause there's a free version, but if they choose to do the paid version at checkout, there'll be a discount code, um, field. And if they put in go abundance, all one word, all lowercase, uh, they'll get a nice discount on that annual membership. Beautiful. That's, that's very generous. And yeah, I was going to ask you that when, what's, where should people go next? So sheiksfreaks.com code go abundance gives a discount on, on uh, the paid membership, which is very generous yeah. of you. Anywhere else you want to direct folks to, to find out more about what you're doing? Um, if anyone wants to contact me, uh, Dan at sheiksfreaks.com or I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram, bigger pockets all the time. Any of those work. Love it. First to a million, the book and the first to a million workbook available on Bigger Pockets Publishing, uh, biggerpockets.com slash teen or in their bookstore. December 6th is the release date. So uh, excited for you, excited for all that's going to come of Sheik's Freaks. And man, I appreciate you being on and, uh, and just talking education with me. That was really fun. I appreciate you. Thanks. Yeah. And one last plug, if there's any GoBros out there that's, that have a platform or um, an idea of how to get this book into the hands of more young people to help them live their best life, please do reach out to me. I'm, I'm always interested in, in ways that we can um, help spread the word. So Jamie, it was, it was awesome. I had a blast. Thanks for having me. Um, love talking to you. Keep crushing it, by the way. Podcast is awesome. Appreciate that, man. Doing, doing our best, doing our best. But no, I appreciate you. And thanks for, uh, thanks for jumping on and dropping a bunch of knowledge for us. You're welcome. Appreciate being here. Thanks a lot. The wrong tribe confounds. The right tribe compounds. Get your free copy of the runaway bestseller, Tribe of Millionaires, a $20 value at tribeofmillionaires.com free. Just pay the shipping. That's tribeofmillionaires.com. Thank you for tuning in to the Go Abundance podcast. We hope to see you at a live event in the near future. If you're new to us, here's a quick explanation of our programs. Number one, Emerge, a web-based journey for millionaires to be. Number two, Ascend an interactive mastermind, the next stage of our journey. Number three, GoBundance Elite, the original tribe of millionaires. Number four, GoBundance Champions, five million net worth and above. Number five, GoBundance Women, a tribe of amazing badass women. For detailed information on all five of these, simply find us at GoBundance.com. Until then, grab life big.